Well, Lord, illumine our minds by the power of your Holy Spirit so that as scriptures are read and your word is proclaimed, our eyes may see your kingdom, our ears may hear the call of Jesus, and our hearts may know the joy of your salvation. In Christ's name, amen. Well, today we're concluding our series on Ephesians with a reading from the last of its six chapters. Since, oh, mid-July, we have focused on this book, which is thought to be a letter, maybe by Paul, maybe by one of his close followers, we're not sure, but it was sent around to various churches, including the one at Ephesus. We started in chapter one with that cosmic picture of God's plan and our place in that plan. And today we move to today's reading from chapter six in which we're told to prepare for cosmic conflict. And friends, I ask that, that you pray for me when, that when I speak a message may be given to me to make known with boldness the mystery of the gospel for which I'm an ambassador, as in fact are you. Listen now. For the word of God in Ephesians 6, starting at the 10th verse. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his power. Put on the whole armor of God so that you may be able to stand against the, the wiles of the devil. For our struggle is not against enemies of blood and flesh, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers of this present darkness against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God so that you may be able to withstand on that evil day and having done everything to stand firm. Stand, therefore, and fasten the belt of truth around your waist and put on the breastplate of righteousness as shoes for your feet Put on whatever will make you ready to proclaim the gospel of peace. With all these, take the shield of faith which, with which you will be able to quench all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Pray in the Spirit at all times and every prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert and always persevere in supplication for all the saints. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God.
But Lord, may our thoughts and may my words be acceptable in your sight, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. When he heard that I was coming to Berea, a friend of mine asked me a couple of questions. He said, now Berea, oh, that's just down the road from Beatty Creek Golf Course, right? <laughs> well, thinking he might be able to come to church and then beat all those Sunday afternoon golfers to the links, he said, can I come in my golf clothes? I said, sure, but don't you wear those cleats or you'll answer to the lady that cleans up. <laughs> <laughs> And the folks that bought the carpet fine. <laughs> well, there's certain things you wear to play most sports. There are things you wear for yard work or hunting. Uh, those who've been zip lining know that they have you wear special gloves and a helmet and a harness and, uh, and closed-toed shoes, right? Well, for lots of different situations, there are particular things you wear. Sharon has reminded those going to Doug's funeral in Arlington Monday week that Arlington has a dress standard of what things can or can't be worn at Arlington funerals for that respect involved there. Well, so you know, I've just got to ask you, are you wearing your cosmic conflict clothes today? Oh, wait just a minute. What conflict? What cosmic conflict are we talking about? Paul tells us plainly that the foes that menace us are not people, but something bigger and stronger. Our struggle is not against enemies of blood and flesh. These days we'd say flesh and blood. But against rulers, authorities, cosmic powers of the present darkness, evil in the heavenly places. These cosmic powers are spiritual powers they affect the society in which believers live. You could call one of those cosmic powers paganism or secularism or lots of other things for that matter. Paul tells us be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his power. Now what does that mean? And how do we do that? Well, one thing it does not mean, it does not mean for us to dig down deep inside into our inner well of strength you know you have it, right? This is not being strong in our power. It's being strong in God's power. We do that by trusting in God, by communing with God in prayer and study of God's word, and by being in community with God's people, the church. So the event is cosmic conflict. And what are we to wear? Well, he had six items there to illustrate what we're to be clothed with. These are things that were well known to the people he was writing to, the people of Ephesus and all those other New Testament cities. They were all too familiar with the strongest military power in the world. Back then, the mighty Roman army. But to us, well, when we're told we're here, it may sound, well, it may sound more like something that's worn by Brienne of Tarth, warrior of House Tarth, vassal to House Baratheon, only daughter of Lord Selwyn Tarth. And for those that don't know, that, that's a character on Game of Thrones, that TV series. I mean to tell you, she's fierce too. <laughs> the churches that read this letter, they had a lot of experience with Roman soldiers, so they knew that kind of clothing pretty well. They'd also read Isaiah, who prophesied of Jesus, that 
Righteousness shall be the belt around his waist and faithfulness the belt around his loins. And also that Isaiah had said that the Lord would, had put on righteousness like a breastplate and a helmet of salvation on his head. Well, Paul lists six things to wear for this cosmic struggle. The belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the third is the shoes ready to spread the gospel of peace, fourth, the shield of faith, fifth, the helmet of salvation, and sixth, the sword of the word. All these are, they're items of armor, and well, except for the sword, and even the sword is often defensive, these are defensive things. They're not tanks, missiles, such. With the force that we face, only, the only true protection is God's armor of ethical and spiritual virtues. So let's look a little more closely at this conflict outfit. The belt of truth. And what is truth? You may remember when Jesus was on trial, he and Pontius Pilate had a conversation about truth. Pilate asked him, so you're a king? And Jesus answered, you say that I am a king. For I for this I was born, and for this I came into the world to testify to the truth. Everyone who belongs to the truth listens to my voice. And Pilate asked him, what is truth? And if there was an answer, it wasn't recorded there. The good news of the gospel is truth. God loves you and me and all of God's children. And Jesus Christ came into this world as a human being, starting off as a little baby, to show us how to live. Came to die for our sin so that we could have life and have it abundantly, eternally. That's the truth. Well, the second thing is the breastplate of righteousness. And you've heard me say a number of times, righteousness ain't got nothing to do with self-righteous putting on airs and being better than everybody else, that kind of thing. Righteousness is having the right relationship with God and a right relationship with the children of God. Then there's the shield of faith. Faith is not just about belief. Lewis, the commentator Lewis Donaldson has written, faith cannot be disconnected from the ethical life. We may be saved by grace and not works, and that's the truth. But there's no such thing as an immoral life of faith. Your life, how you and I live, it testifies to our faith. Well, fourth item. I know you've wondered what's in the sack here. I didn't have that Roman soldier kind of stuff. This was Paul's safety, safety patrol helmet. He wore it in fourth grade, I can still wear it. <laughs> the helmet of salvation. Well, same thing. You know, not so many sports and anybody that's smart rides a bicycle or a scooter or anything else as you move along very fast over concrete or on a zip line or whatever, you wear some sort of helmet, something to protect what's inside your head. And the fifth thing we need, the sword of the spirit. Well, the closest thing I have to a sword at home 
is one Darth Vader would know, you know. <laughs> it's the, the sword of, it's not just the sword, it's the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. That is, in our, our Reformed tradition, we believe that it's the Holy Spirit that lets us, that lets the preacher interpret Scripture and lets and guides us to inter interpret Scripture as we read it. Well, we need all these arm, all this armament to confront the evil forces we face. Ephesians reassures believers then and now that Christ's power transcends all spiritual forces. Kind of like Paul said in Romans 8, when he said he was convinced neither life nor death nor angels nor rulers nor things present nor things to come nor powers nor height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing, nothing can separate us from God's love. Well, these five, righteousness, faith, salvation, the word of God, they are clothing for cosmic conflict. But wait. Five. I, I think I said there were six items in it. Five won't do. We need all six. We know we need all of it because Paul said it twice. In the 11th verse he said, put on the whole armor of God so that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. And then two verses later it says again, take up the whole armor of God so that you may be able to withstand on that evil day. Well, if you look up the Greek whole armor, the Greek word is panoplias. That's what we get panoply from. It's a, a panoply is a wide, impressive range or collection. You need it all. So I didn't just leave off, I didn't just leave off one of those six items. I skipped I skipped an important article of clothing for cosmic conflict, shoes. Now the ladies at my house will tell you that if you just look at any lady's feet at Berea Presbyterian Church on any Sunday, you will surely conclude that shoes make the outfit. <laughs> That's whether you're looking at Victoria's shoes or Betty Jean's or anybody else's. Shoes are important. So the other piece of our cosmic conflict clothes is shoes. And what kind of footwear and all this armament do we wear? Paul says to put on whatever will make you ready to proclaim the gospel of peace. We're not being called to war. We're called to proclaim the gospel of peace. All these other conflict, cosmic conflict clothing items are that's what you would wear to war but we are told to wear whatever. Whatever it is that's going to make you ready to proclaim the gospel of peace. We're called to declare with both our words and our actions the good news of salvation through Jesus Christ by God's amazing and all-sufficient, never-earned, freely-given grace. So are you prepared? Are you wearing your cosmic conflict clothing? Are you ready to spread the gospel of peace? Thanks be to God.
Let me read the last two verses of Ephesians as our blessing. May there be peace with the brothers and sisters as well as love with the faith that comes from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. May grace be with all those who love our Lord Jesus forevermore. Amen.